if all you can do is half an hour every day, then say half an hour. Because if you say you're going to go for an hour and a half and then you go for an hour, you're going to be disappointed because you think you failed. Um, whereas you haven't, but you're going to think you have. So set at something you can continuously do and build momentum from there. Because once you're getting your half an hour a day, you might push it up to 45 minutes. You might push it up to an hour. Um, so it's, it's way better and it's way easier to start building that momentum and move from there. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. Today we have on Vince Massara. Vince is a teacher, but he's also a guy that wants to increase your overall wellness. He is passionate about fitness and overall health, and this podcast dives deep into that, especially if you are a teacher. If you're not, that's fine. He gives you a lot of great advice as well. Uh, but he does have a unique perspective on uh, some of the things he does with the students and his own personal life. So it's for this reason that I love the podcast because, uh, you know, I go into maybe too much detail on my journey of trying to get healthy again at age 45. But uh, Vince was very practical and talked about some awesome steps that I can do and you can do to start leading a life of overall wellness. All right, without further ado, Vince Massara. All right, now I'm excited to join, with a big time zone difference, Vince Massara from Victoria, Australia. Vince, thanks for joining the show. No worries. Thank you, Don. How are you? You know, I'm just waking up, (laughs) and I know that you're probably about ready to go to bed, so we're at opposite ends there. Um, and ironically enough, we're going to get into some healthy habits and and things of that nature. Um, and so I got to start this off. I, I I get, um, a fair amount of requests and, and some, uh, are from ed tech companies and things of that nature. And I'm, I I usually try to look for things as authentic as possible. And your email just jumped off the page because, uh, you go with what you know. And what I know right now is I've been trying to get back into healthier habits, right? So I'm 45. And uh, when you said, you know, you're a teacher, but you also strive to make other teachers healthier, man, I was like, oh, oh, that's, that's so cool. So before we dive into that, explain what you do there uh, at your school, give, give shouts out to your school, do whatever, but explain what do you, what's your role as a teacher is first? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll start with a shout out to MacKillop College in Werribee. Um, what we do is we're really fortunate to have a campus based at ninth grade. Um, so the Australian system's a little bit different. We start high school in seventh grade. Um, once it comes to ninth grade, the students come to us. Year nine is a bit of a tricky one when it comes to wealth and people, you know, students are finding themselves. So we do an integrated curriculum. It's inquiry-based. We focus on welfare a lot as well. Um, a really good thing is, instead of having like six classes, the students have three or four. So they see the teachers a lot um, and you just get to build relationships really quickly. So I teach an integrated class, which is um, English, science, humanities, all the good stuff combined. That's awesome. So now let's dig into what you're, and I'm sure you're passionate about that, but when you wrote me your email, um, you, you went into several things. Explain to me, um, first of all, what was your origin story? Why, why did you start identifying um, with teachers needing better healthy habits, let's say? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so it started when I was, you know, I grew up in a pretty, like a family that we cared about health, but at the same time, um, it definitely wasn't a priority as in, you know, exercising and eating healthy and all everything like that. Um, and just when you're busy, it's kind of can be the first thing to sort of go to the side. Um, and it got to the point where I was, I'd started my teaching career and I was quite overweight. And at the end of the day, we want to be the best role model we can be for our students. And I wasn't happy with myself. So I couldn't really expect my students to be happy with themselves if I'm modeling, a, if I'm a bad role model, basically. So that kicked me into gear. And through some habit setting, I managed to lose quite a lot of weight and I've kept it off so far. It's been six or seven years. So that's, that's good. And yeah, now it's something I want to try and help with. I've got to the point where I think I've got it pretty good. Um, I've got to the point where it's a habit now and I want to help other teachers get to that. Yeah, I'm so glad you said, first of all, I'm so glad you said six to seven years. I thought you were going to say six to seven weeks. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> you obviously kept it off. Because, I mean, it's funny you said it because like, in my family, we do take health seriously. I mean, like we work out together and, and, and but it's been a struggle. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm 45. Uh, my wife looks like she's 25. It's not fair <laughs> for her. Um, but she, but she makes health a party. We eat healthy. Um, but it's been my snacking, uh, at night. Uh, and, and it came to a head about two months ago, um, walked into the kitchen as about ready to go to bed, had my, uh, athletic shorts on and no shirt. And my daughter was, it looks like she was smirking or trying not to laugh. And she, she whispers something to my wife. And then my wife was like, gave her this look of disapproval. But then she started smiling a little bit. And I go, what? What's so funny? And then Alicia, my wife said, don't, Ava. And she's like, I, I've got to. I'm like, what? She says, dad, it looks like you're pregnant. Oh, no. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, how pregnant? And then Ava looks at my wife and she's like, eight months. <sighs> but you need to be hit with that reality my wife was like Ava. and and i was like i needed to hear this i needed to hear this and i go okay so what did i go into i went into defense mode i had just drank a, a can of Lacroix, which is very carbonated and it makes you you know bloat because has a lot of carbonation and so i said I, I just i just drank a can of Lacroix, and then Ava looked at me and she's like not that many and uh, I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, from the mouth of babes, right? So I was like, all right. It, it was, uh, yeah, brutal honesty here at the Wedrick household. And so I kind of looked at everybody else in the family and I'm like, all right. Same, the same thing you had. If, if, if I'm a role model for my family and for my kids, right, and, you know, at school. But I was like, because there's an age gap. My oldest is 17. My middle is 14. My youngest is eight. And uh, I got a quite a few, I've got 10 more years left in the household with my eight-year-old. He's going to be around. So I was like, all right, <sighs> let's get back into it. So let's get into it. Uh, explain to me why, first of all, teachers have, sometimes don't have the, the best health habits in the world. And then let's start going into some solutions. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when it comes to why teachers wouldn't have the best health habits, a lot of it comes down to either prioritizing time 
in an, I don't want to use the term inefficiently, but we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And it just, it comes to the point where if you're leaving things to after school, I don't know about you, Don, but sometimes when I leave school, I'm pretty exhausted. So going out and getting ready and going to the gym just takes that little bit more effort. And then there's like, it's teaching's one of the jobs where the work's never completely done. Um, you're, you can be on top of things, but there's always something else you can be doing. Uh, and that can get, that can, that can weigh down on you as well. Like I know a lot of people feel guilty if they're not, you know, working at home and doing a lot at night and, you know, staying up every night and working. So yeah, you know, I love what you're talking about here. Yeah. I love what you're talking about here because this can go in two different directions in direction. Number one, sometimes you just come home and you eat just out of stress eating. Or number two, if, and I, I like where this is going as well, it, like if you don't work out, it's just that stress buildup. So for some, it may, just, it may not be weight gain. It just could be hypertension. Uh, I, okay, I'm sorry. I had, I had to interrupt because like this is making all no, too no, much sense true. to me. Because yeah, I mean, I, I'll go, like uh, that was my, my guilty pleasure is that, um, so when things started to fall apart, uh, this, sorry, this shouldn't be about me, but just to solidify in my mind, um, when I, when things start to fall apart for me physically is because I took on a new job and it was an hour, sometimes hour 10 away from my home. So the time I used to work out was me getting up and driving an hour and 10 minutes to work and then driving an hour and 10 minutes back. By the time I got back, I was too tired. And that was always blew my mind. I was too tired from sitting down all day and, dr- and sitting down and driving. So um, I, I do like the, your viewpoint that sometimes you, you just need to work out because of the stress of the day and not just weight gain. Sorry about that. Keep going. No, you're fine. And that comes into it too, because I'm definitely one of, I've heard you on podcasts before and it, like previous episodes talking about seizing the morning. And I think most of that stuff is best done in the mornings. Um, that's a whole another episode really, but no, you know, I, no, 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 please. Sure. Like, we'll, let's, we'll, let's take two steps backward because I, that is the golden ticket I found in the last, you know, X amount of months, especially when my daughter is in swim season because she has to be there at 4.30 a.m. anyway. And so I'm like, well, if, and this is before she drove that I got into this habit. So that was the golden ticket. Go into winning the morning, uh, especially from a teacher standpoint. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, well, when it comes down to it, your willpower is not some infinite resource. Like it, it's kind of like the battery on your phone or it runs out. Um, you, you can recharge it every night and you can plug it back in. But once you wake up, it sort of starts, it starts running and make most of that willpower and do it in the morning. So if it, get, if it is getting up that little bit earlier and doing it then, you know, that helps everything as well usually get to school and you're not sort of dragging your feet you've already been up for a couple of hours so you know you're up and about you're running around you're more energetic in the morning classes and a lot of people say and a lot of people may say that it's you know like I'll get really tired during the day and what happens you know I'm a late sleeper and everything like that and I'll tell you what if you're getting up and especially you would know with the swim season starting at 4 30 in the morning um that whole going to bed late only really lasts one night because when you get when you get up at four o'clock once in the morning um that night you're you're in bed by like probably nine i'd say easily (laughs) 
That's where, that's where people make fun of me. I, I had a paper route when I was a kid and I, I've, it's been normal for me to get up at 4.30 in the morning. So yes, uh, that was the easier part for me is that I, I, I'm naturally a morning person. I prefer to go to bed at 9, 9.30, 10 is pushing it. So yes, I, I, I naturally was wanting to go to bed at that time for sure. Yeah, that's it. So if you can, if you can start getting up that little bit early and the listeners at home start doing it in the morning, um, you're going to use that willpower while you've got most of it. And if you've taken, you know, the whole day and you're exhausted from a day of work and you've had to, you know, in your case, drive an hour, an hour, 10 to and from work every day, like you're exhausted. You don't want to do anything when you get home. So why put yourself in the opportunity or in the situation where you have to do something? Yeah. And, and just by clearing your day, uh, you know, I just, I noticed how much more mentally alert I was for the beginning of the day. And normally it's kind of when you're most foggy and, and, you know, non-coffee induced, I should say. So yeah, by me getting up, um, my brain was going, my creativity was at its zenith. Uh, but I will say, and this is where people are probably talking to the podcast. Yeah. But how did you feel after lunch? It's surprisingly not as tired as what you might think. I, I, that um, kind of release of, of all your, you know, cortisol and everything else in the morning and just getting going kind of carried me through the day. Now, I will say around two o'clock, yeah, I started to have a dip again. But, you know, that's, you know, when I was, you know, doing hall duty or wanting to kind of walk around to, to, to offset that. Um, but, but for sure, uh, my mental clarity uh, alone was probably one of the biggest benefits from it. Yeah, definitely. And um, what if you get to two o'clock and you're a little bit tired, um, like that, it does happen sometimes. But what I've been doing and what I've noticed is if at, at our, our lunchtime goes, you know, from 12.45 to about 1.20 or something like that, 1.30, if I've eaten my lunch really quickly, instead of just sitting there and doing nothing and just getting tired, I'll go out and have a run around and play with the students as well. And go and chat and get walking around and get talking and mate, it does so much of a difference. Um, if you're active throughout the day as well, like you're going to keep that buzz going. Yeah. All right. So give us some other tips and suggestions here on, on healthy teaching lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So the best, the probably the best way about it is to just attach these new habits that you want to make. Um, for, so you've got to pick what's best for you and what's most important. I know like, you know, they say abs are in the kitchen and not in the gym and everything like that. But I know that if I'm working out in the mornings or if I'm working out, um, I'm probably going to eat better throughout the day. It's when I stop being active. So my goals are mainly based around exercise because um, I know that will lead on to better things and that will be sort of a domino effect. Um, so I, I'm a massive believer in habit stacking, which is just basically attaching new habits you want to set to habits you already have um, and we all we already like we already have habits if you get up in the morning and then you I don't know shower have breakfast brush your teeth and go to work you do that without thinking about it every single morning that's a habit if we can try and push one of our healthy habits that we want to include attach it to that so a good way I say is just put it in a sentence of, you know, either before or after. For example, after I wake up, I will go to the gym. 
So that's attaching a new habit, which could be going to the gym, to an old habit, which is getting out of bed. Um, and that's something you don't have to do rather than saying, I'm going to go to the gym at some time today. And it just leaves a lot more option there. Yeah, I, I, so I'm a, a podcast fanatic and probably the one that started me off to where I was literally just walking around so I could listen to more podcasts was Freakonomics. And they did an unbelievable, I mean, this is probably seven years deep. So if you're looking for it on the archives, it's, it's back there a ways. But uh, they, they, they were habit stacking and they tied it to weight loss. And basically they had, they had a lot of people that, were, um, that enjoyed audiobooks. And so they have it stacked the, okay, just walk around and finish this book. And they, you know, in some of the cases, they were long books. And that was one of the key ingredients. Like they wanted to, they wanted to walk around. And, and I think like the longest one was one of the Harry Potter books. And man, to get through that book, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. You're, you're doing some miles. And that was a thing. Like, you, right. Like, like, I'm assuming you're like Forrest Gump at the end, just running with a massive beard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, it, it was... It was such a unique, because people were like, huh, I was so engrossed in the book. I forgot that I was jogging or walking or running that far. And then, and then they were like looking forward to going to the gym. Like, oh, I got to get through this next chapter. Yeah, uh, you know, they it. were so excited. You know, if it was a page turner, then, and, and that's exactly, because I remember, I, I can literally vividly picture the street that I'm walking down right now listening to that podcast because everything made so much sense because to me, my habit stacking started to become, oh, when's the next Freakonomics episode going to come out? And I would deliver, and because I wanted to be left alone and I love my family, but I like to listen to my podcasts in solitude. I just put on a pair of headphones and I'd start walking around the neighborhood and or jogging. But I normally would have to walk because I love the episode so much. I, this is where I get foolish. I'd carry my phone. Well, I was listening to it with my phone. I'd pause the podcast and I'd leave audio notes for myself. Um, so I was, <laughs> would walk. So I, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, walking is still great for you. It wasn't, so I wasn't exactly jogging, but um, yeah, that habit stacking really, really worked out for me. W what are some of the other examples you've seen of habit stacking? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it's actually, I'll, I'll use an example from the classroom as well, because I've tried to in, like include my students in this as well. Um, we got to the point where, and with the habits, you don't want to, once you sort of start setting them and you get into it being a habit, um, you don't have to think about it anymore. And it just sort of happens. We were, this one's a bit of a story. So we we're talking about um, the school camp we were about to go on. And one of my students came up to me and asked if she was ready for camp. And she's like, I am. One of my friends is going to continue my Snapchat streaks. Um, so I'm really, really happy. I was like, that's, like I'm, that's brilliant I assume um so we got talking about what a snapchat streak was and I went into the staff room and I was like this is what's happening it's I, I think it's pretty strange and all the kids thought it was normal um so obviously I'm the I'm the odd one out here so we tried to attach it to this and so now there's a little homework streak um thing on the whiteboard and you get a little flame emoji if you get like a little streak happening and We've got every student to habit stack where they're going to do their little bit of homework. It doesn't have to be homework that I give them. Um, so, for example, I've given my students a gratitude journal. And if there's nothing that they can, you know, if there's no set homework for the night, they can 
fill out their gratitude journal and we set we have it stacked so when they can, can well, when they can complete their homework so a lot of it could be after dinner or one does theirs before football training and it's just setting that habit so that's an example from the classroom we have oh man go let's let's stop there uh, you you <laughs> you struck a nerve no <clears throat> um i have asked my students and some have um, but, but keeping a, a journal that I should check. So I have this strange one. I've, you know, this, you've listened to the podcast, my innovation class is so quirky and weird and in a great way that it's the compliance that all of a sudden, like when I make you do something, it's like a shock to the system. Like what? Like the class is 90% on what you are compelled to do. And I have a hard time sometimes getting my kids to follow this. And that is, I asked them nicely to send an email of gratitude or a DM of gratitude every day. Because when you reach out, well, number one, if you're looking for good things, you're going to start seeing the world in a different way. And you know that. That's the reason why you, yes. you gratitude journal. But number two, when you send out those messages, you change those people. I mean, even say things that, that like, you know, because I said it can't be the same person twice. And like after the seventh or eighth day, the kid's like, I'm running out of people. I'm like, then scan the world for something good. So I'm like, if you're just walking down the hallway, kids drops all of his books, people are laughing. The one girl that goes over there and says, hey man, here you go, picks up his books, hands him his pencil, like send that girl a email of gratitude. Send an email, you DM. That's because you're scanning the world for what is right, not what is wrong. And you're spreading joy to other people. I'm, I, some of them, it's hard because you kind of forget. So I love the idea of a, of a journal that you're checking for grade. Now, mind you, some of my students were like, well, then now we're just doing it out of compliance. Um, <laughs> I'm listening to them. And yeah, well, had, that's it. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I, I, I probably should transfer that to keeping a journal that I am keeping a grade on just because daggone and it's good for you. Um, but so in your gratitude journal, is it like a physical journal or is it just uh, like an online thing or what do you do? So I get them to do a physical journal um, and I have had a few saying that they're just doing it to, you know, get the pass and to which my usual response is um, most of the time whenever, because I'm an English teacher as well and I've taught English for most of my career. Uh, if I'm teaching an essay and a student says, when am I going to use this essay growing like when I'm an adult and I say, you know, probably never. Um, what you will, what you will do though, is you will be grateful for things when you're an adult. So this is the stuff that's going to stay with you for the rest of your life. This is the stuff that you're going to be using. Um, so that's my usual sort of rebuttal to that. Um, but yeah, I think a physical journal is probably, I, I find it a good way to go. Um, just because it gets the students just writing as well and just doing something and thinking about their day and I tell them if they have nothing to write about, they can just draw a picture or do a poem or just do something, just some expression or reflection for their day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. So, sorry, I, I, I derailed you. <laughs> keep no, keep going. Keep going. Um, so yeah, I, that's how we like about the habit stacking. I get my students to do that and they write that down sort of time block it as well. Cause once you've like set time aside for it, I tell them, Oh, you know, only set time that you know, you can keep there's no point saying you're going to do it for, you know, you're going to uh, go to the gym for an hour and a half every morning. If you, you know, can't do that. If all you can do is half an hour every day, then say half an hour, because if you say you're going to go for an hour and a half and then you go for an hour, you're going to be disappointed because you think you failed. Um, whereas you haven't, but 
you're going to think you have. So set at something you can continuously do and build momentum from there. Because once you're getting your half an hour a day, you might push it up to 45 minutes. You might push it up to an hour. Um, so it's, it's way better and it's way easier to start building that momentum and move from there. Yeah. And with the habit stacking, and I, and I think that's one of the most crucial things that you're talking about is, you know, what is that thing you could pair it with? You're going to enjoy it too. You know, I, it, you know, it may be at the end of the week goal. If you hit your end of the week goal, you get to do this or, you know, or listen to audiobooks and and do whatever, or, you know, um, <laughs> buy yourself a, you know, blank at the end of the week, whatever. So yeah, yeah I love that. Um, so also you'd mentioned earlier though, the, uh, like, and, and without a doubt, a de-stressor is exercise like that. Like the, the, the compounds that your body produces are naturally, um, you know, what we produce will already calm you down. But for the person that's like saying, Hey, I don't want to quite start working out yet. I just want to de-stress. I'm too stressed to work out yet. And even though the right thing to do is still work out, what are some tips and suggestions you can ease them into this kind of thing to first de-stress themselves from their day-to-day teaching responsibilities and then think about uh, the exercise? Yeah, okay, brilliant. Um, what, the, what, what I would definitely suggest is doing a short mindfulness activity. Um, there is, If you want to do something guided, there's plenty of plenty of YouTube videos, plenty of resources out there as well. But what I would suggest if someone's, you know, really stressed and really time poor is just to do a minute, set a clock in front of you, focus on only your breathing for just one minute. So for 60 seconds, whenever a thought comes into your head, just sort of see it through, let it go, focus back to your breathing. Your mind's going to want to wander. But then try to get it back on track. If you can do that for one minute, then that's that's a start, man. So if you can do it for one minute, then you can build that up, sort of start to de-stress a little bit, get more present, get more in the moment. And then once you've got a bit of a habit out of that, then you can start to include, you know, then you can start to move on to the gym or exercise like that as well. Yeah. Or even if you can fit it into a, t- a commercial break uh, yeah. or, you know, I, I've, I've seen some people that, you know, they'll do their jumping jacks and pushups on their commercial breaks or, you know, um, in between classes or uh, <laughs> there, there was a, a comedian on Comedy Central and I'm not going to give him too much credence because people are going to say I'm <laughs> glorifying this guy. But <laughs> he, um, I'm not going to say what they were, but basically he recommended uh, that you do 10 to 15 push-ups every time you have to uh, go to the bathroom. And he says, so if you drink a lot of water and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, you want to get in shape, one, drinking a lot of water is good for you. And two, if you start doing 10 push-ups, 15 push-ups every time you have to use the restroom, by the end of the day, you've, you've done a hundred or so. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, and even though like they made, it was Daniel Tosh, um, that, uh, he, that, that, like, I was like, even though he was a comedian and the, most things he says are kind of absurd, I'm like, that's a really good idea. Uh, because, uh, you know, one, you're flushing your body with, uh, much needed water and two, you're getting a lot of pushups. In. So even, even weird things like that, I've seen and, it have been good working. Well, that's it. And, and credit to you too, Don, cause I know a, like a little bit of Daniel Tosh's work and you did very well to make that G rated. I'm sorry. Repeat that again. You broke up. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, um, I know a little bit of 
Daniel Tosh's work and you did very well then to make sure that was G-rated. <laughs> I try. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's not easy to censor, is he? <laughs> um, so other than that, like, um, what are what is the the number one uh, source of things that you see people, uh, especially teachers, kind of fall into a trap of? What is what is the the trap so we can avoid it? I think the the biggest traps would be either what first thing is focusing on your sleep. A lot of teachers, a lot of people in general, stay up that little bit later and just sort of de stress that way or watching telly and. Um, but the thing is, if you're watching television or if you're getting a lot of screen time at night, um, it's stimulation and you're not going to be, you're not going to want to sleep. You need like to like sleep is just so, so vital to all around health and that's physical and mental and emotional health as well. But that's the first thing is make sure you are getting your sleep in, especially if you're trying to, if you are going to start trying to get up early and everything like that, make sure you're getting that sleep. The second thing is to, like, I've I've done some surveys in Australia and um, just interviewing random teachers and from all around the country and 90% said they were too drained after work to focus on their health. So that comes down to either how we're prioritising our time, if you're leaving things to do, and that's the thing, when we're teach, like in the classroom, we, you kind of get that feeling that, you know, if we're away or if we don't do this, the whole world's going to crumble. And, you know, sure enough, if we have to take a sick day one day and we get back the day after and I was like, what happened? Did anything go wrong? And the kids were like, oh, it was fine. It was all good. We did our work and the world goes on. So just knowing that um, just because you can do it doesn't mean you have to do it straight away. So just prioritizing what's important. And do you, how, again, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, people that want to start at level zero, um, they're like, okay, they're yes, just yes. starting to be open to this. Do you recommend like uh, creating a journal for yourself, having a goal sheet, putting it up on a board? Yeah, that's, I, would, I would definitely do that. So start with, start with a goal for the future. It could be, you know, it could be a number. So if you want to lose X amount, if you want to just, be generally fit and active, just put the goal there and sort of work backwards from that. Um, what do I need to achieve to get that goal? So it doesn't have to be something huge. It could only be starting really, really small. And it could be, like you said, doing some jumping jacks during um, you know, the commercial break of a television show or something along those lines. But make sure you write it down. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to just goals or anything in general. Um, you kind of lose, well, I, you know, when it comes to goals, you lose them with the lips and you gain them with the fingertips. So if you're writing it, you're solidifying it, you're putting it down. I find if you talk about it with people, you kind of get that almost self-satisfaction and then you're less likely to act on it. So write it down, write your goals down, write what you're going to do to achieve those goals and then block your time. Very good. All right. Uh, before I get into all the places you can find you, uh, let, let's just briefly, and I still want to fit it in. Tell me about why notties. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So that was, um, that's a cool little plug. Thank you. Um, so I've also started a, well, I, 
a lot of the stuff came from sort of your genius hour and that I know you're right around it and everything like that. And I, I wanted to do it as myself. I just wanted to have something on the side and I know you're really big on having a side hustle. And I think it's, it's something that everyone, especially teachers, it could be like a job that can be all encompassing, just having something else to focus on, just putting your mind and you're solving different problems. It's just, I think it's great. So I've, um, started a bow tie label like in Australia, which is going pretty well at the moment. Um, and it's something that I've just sort of learning as I go, solving new problems every day and connecting and networking and doing all of that fun stuff. So for the record, it's, it, you got, you sell designer bow ties and you can you can <laughs> find that at whynotties k n o t t i e s dot com. So yeah, you 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 had my heart at uh, side hustle and and solving small problems. Um, so I, I wanted to fit that in. I definitely want to be this to be the focus of of empowering teachers and health. Uh, but I had to squeeze that in because one, I, I just I love what That's you're doing. Uh, and and yes, uh, I, I yeah. I, I, by the way, good looking website too. Um, and then you oh, can also, you. <laughs> yeah. And then also tell them about your other personal website. Yeah, cool. So you can find all of my health stuff and my teacher related health things at vincemasara.com. That's V I N C E M A W S A R A. And if you don't mind, you can look at, um, so just vincemasara.com forward slash started up and I've got a habit setting guide prepared for you all. Oh, cool. I appreciate that, man. That'll, that'll be awesome. Um, Not a problem. Yeah, no, I, Vince, this has been great. I, I one, I, I love some of these practical things that, that, um, the teachers can do, you know, that's obviously where my heart is. And if you're listening to this and you're not a teacher, then it's, it still works for you. Um, and I'm sure there's other high stress occupations out there. Um, but, uh, no, the, 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 the mindset you've got and the fact that you, you know, you've gone through this journey, you've kept off the weight for six, seven years. You've obviously aren't as stressed anymore. Um, these are all things that I, I really wanted to share uh, with the audience. And so I, I sincerely appreciate that. Also, they can follow you on Twitter at yeah, so it's just at Vince Massara, I think. Yes, it is. That's what you say. That's what you say, not me. All right, all right. Well, Vince, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. Uh, really, also uh, love the fact that you you're giving them some free resources there on your website. Love that. Also, that you've already branded it slash started up. Thank you. Um, but uh, no, I I think this is kind of an important thing for for educators to take seriously because we have the world's most important job, and you might as well be happy, happy and healthy. Uh, you know, when you're leading your children. So, sincerely appreciate, it, man. Not a problem. Thank you so much for having me. 